everyone. Welcome to Dyslexia Solutions. This is a program where we interview adults who either are dyslexic, teach dyslexic children, or have family members who are dyslexic. And the purpose of the program is to empower you and let you know that there's tools you can have and just to encourage you that your child's gonna turn out all right. Hi, I'm Dr. Marianne Zintron, founder of Step-by-Step -Step Dyslexia Solutions, a nonprofit 501c3 charitable organization. I equip heroic teachers with an effective literacy program to remediate dyslexia so we can close that achievement gap, stop the school to prison pipeline, and prepare kids for success in school and in life. I've been a classroom teacher for 10 years, but an educator for 20. I am the founder of Step by Step. I also have been, a, I am a curriculum developer, an app developer, and I'm an author of A Message of Hope, how music empowers children who are dyslexic. So today on our program, we have a very special guest, and we met in a networking opportunity. And I have her waiting in the room, and we're going to invite her in. Her name is Stephanie Setmeyer. So, Stephanie, come on in and say hello to our wonderful audience. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, so Stephanie is a preschool teacher, which got my attention because while I'm giving webinars to help teachers learn how to work with dyslexic children, it's also on my heart to prepare parents with preschoolers getting them ready for kindergarten. So I met uh, Stephanie through, um, she found me on LinkedIn through a networking friend, and I was just intrigued that she has her permit for child development. And uh, Stephanie, why don't you go and tell the audience a little bit about you and your sure. challenges, your learning challenges. Oh, sure, I'd love to. Well, I'm Stephanie. I've um, taught preschool for the last 20 years and I've worked with infant through age five. I knew I wanted to do that since I was 10. Um, and then I'll tell you, I have dyslexia. I was diagnosed at um, age five and then I received support services from second grade all the way up until college, until I graduated with my degree. That's so neat. And Stephanie's one of our success stories because she was actually diagnosed at age five and the school she attended wasn't afraid to say the word because when you know it's dyslexia, you can make accommodations. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, well, from kindergarten to through the earlier, early learning years, uh -huh. what that looked like for you? Sure. Um, well, I was, I was uh, in kindergarten. I went to kindergarten twice because they already picked up on um, my dyslexia. And then after that, I was um, officially got support services. So I was in a pullout program from second grade to eighth grade um, at my elementary school. And that was, I was pulled out and given um, other information. I did also have speech services and I had that actually, I think starting in kindergarten. So um, I, the other part of my accommodations at that time was um, my homework was reduced to about half and then also my spelling words were not as many as the other students so that I wasn't spending all my time in, at um, doing homework. <laughs> and I think that's wonderful. Yeah. One of the things you shared was that your teacher didn't have a very specific reading program. Yes. And what is really needed that we've learned is the Orton-Gillingham model, which is multi-sensory, 
structured, sequential, systematic. Mm -hmm. And I've written a reading program called Step-by-Step -Step Reading that I talk about on my website. Yeah. That is that. And I wondered, what did it feel like when your teacher was just pulling everything at their fingertips to help you read? Yeah, I, I think that that was a, maybe a missed opportunity because I, I was pulled out. And so they had a lot of time that they could have been um, doing those instructions. So I, I think that would have been helpful, especially as you go along into once you go into high school and college, the not having those reading skills makes it much more challenging. Even though I did it, it was a, much more challenging not being uh, not having uh, proficient reading skills. Tell me a little bit about the social aspect of having dyslexia. Um, I know you're popular, people liked you. Yeah. How did you feel inside? Um, well, I felt, I felt isolated because I was pulled out from all the other students and taken to another environment. So I was only with the same student, and I would say I was with the same students from probably second grade until eighth grade um, in my resource class but they weren't necessarily my friends. And so I think that part was challenging. And also I know students know that you go to a separate building, which didn't help either. So I think for me in elementary school, that was challenging. But I, luckily I had other outside things I did. I did soccer where I had friends. I even was in church group and I had really good friends there and um, had friends even from preschool that I that I had good relationships with so for me it was okay that at school I I made friends with the new people so they didn't know that I was in the program and so for me I learned at a young age how to become friends with with new people that I meet so I, that's well, a good skill to have I think one of the things that one of my other students who's now a young adult told me that he he thought the dyslexia was a gift because it taught him how to step out of his little comfort zone and make friends because yeah. weren't easy for him to have. So yeah. you've learned that and that's really awesome. Definitely. And then, you know, when we teach with a multi-sensory reading program, we're teaching to a student's strength as well as to their weakness. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so helpful. But I noticed how you um, talked about having extra activities. So what were, what were some of the activities you were involved with outside of school? Uh, I did soccer for 10 years from first grade until 10th grade. And then I also did, um, my dad was a, a lifeguard when he was young. And so we went to the beach every day. So I learned how to body surf on my dad's back. And then, and, uh, and then I learned how to boogie board and, uh, body surf when I was like 12. So I used to go to the ocean a whole bunch. Um, I also, I ran for a little, in high school, I ran for, um, cross country, I did soccer, and also did swimming for three years. So I had all these other... And you were good at all those. Yeah. That's amazing. I enjoyed them. Yeah, I started swimming actually in seventh and eighth grade. I was on a swim team, not at school, but uh, outside of school. So I started swimming when I was in... Well, since I was a baby, but in seventh, eighth grade, so... You know, when I worked in Los Angeles, I saw children that struggled with reading were mm -hmm. really successful in PE. Yeah. Sports. Yeah. And, you know, dyslexic children are not dumb. They're no. very talented. They just have other strengths. And how neat, when we can get them reading at a young age, we can build their self-esteem, which is what I'm all about. I want to help them increase their self-esteem, realize their full potentials, and positively give back to their communities. 
Oh, definitely. And, sure. and you're someone who's giving back to your community as a, as a preschool teacher. Tell yeah. me about the community college. Um, you had some really positive stuff to say about them that they actually gave you the more time on your test and they really gave you those accommodations, which you didn't receive in school as a younger girl. Yeah. Down so on that, if you would. Oh yeah. Okay. I, well, I went to um, Orange Coast College. Another um, added bonus was I didn't have to take the SAT. So I never took it because I, you don't have to have it to go to the community college, but the resources at their learning center were amazing. Um, I had tutoring from people who, like for my history, someone who studied history would tutor me. Um, I had all, my writing is, um, not, I'm not very good at that. So they had people who would look over my writing and I'd redo stuff and then they do it and then I'd redo it. And so I had that. And then the, the, they also, because I was at the learning center, they had a, a study skills class that you had to take. So they told, taught you how to take tests and how to um, organize and executive functioning skills that you really need in order to be successful. Um, and the other thing that I really benefited from was time and a half on tests in a quiet environment. And it wasn't because I needed the extra time. It was just I needed no distractions. I get distracted pretty easily and have test anxiety. So Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That anxiety is there. Yeah. So knowing you have more time takes that stress yeah. down a little bit. Before we had this um, meeting, I had asked Stephanie to listen to our app, uh, Duncan yeah. Dyslexia, and take one of the spelling tests that has the music in the left ear, spelling exercises in the right ear, and tell me how you like that. You know, I liked it. I actually, when I was doing it, I was able to visualize the words in my head, and actually, I've not ever been able to really visualize words in my head. I visualize everything else but words. So it was nice that it um, accessed the part of your brain in order to visualize the words. And then as you were saying them, I was um, spelling them. That's so, really good. Yeah. Well, and the music has a real important part. When the music's played in the left ear, it crosses over to the right side of the brain and the right angular gyrus is doing something it likes to do. Which yeah. Is left angular gyrus to be strengthened. So um, I love how you recognize early, detect early detection of dyslexia is so important yes. and early intervention. Yes. So is there anything else you'd want to say to our uh, listeners out there before we close? Um, I just uh, thank you for having me. And um, I guess, like you said, the early intervention is like my passion. And so even getting them younger than five, I would say infant through age five is so important to get the help that those children need as early as possible. So I think that's just my main message and my passion. So thank you okay, so much. Okay, we share that. Thanks, Stephanie. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. So listeners, I hope you've learned a lot from today. And I hope you go to our website. It's www.dyslexia-solutions.com. I have on there some free webinars for whether you're a paraprofessional or a teacher or a parent and you want to learn about dyslexia, you want to have a simulation of what it feels like to be dyslexic in the classroom, I have one of those webinars coming up and I'll have some repeated webinars. And then we have some webinars for um, parents of preschoolers who want to get them ready for kindergarten. And try our app, Dunking Dyslexia. You can have a, tr a free trial for three days. So I want to thank you for tuning in today. And um, I'm Dr. Marianne Sintron, your dyslexia specialist. I hope you have a blessed day.
Bye-bye. Bye, Stephanie.